Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 9 on page 351. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will speak of all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee, Yea, my songs will I make of thy name, O thou most highest. While mine enemies are driven back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou art set in the throne that judgest right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen and destroyed the ungodly. Thou hast put out their name for ever and ever. O thou enemy, thy destructions are come to a perpetual end even as the cities which thou hast destroyed, whose memorial has perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his seat for judgment. For he shall judge the world in righteousness, and minister true judgment unto the people. The Lord also will be a defense for the oppressed, even a refuge in due time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast never failed them that seek thee. O praise the Lord which dwelleth in Zion, show the people of his doings. For when he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them, and forgetteth not the complaint of the poor. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, consider the trouble which I suffer of them that hate me, thou that liftest me up from the gates of death that I may show all thy praises within the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. 
the heathen are sunk down into the pit that they made in the same name in the same net which they privily hid is their foot taken the lord is known to execute judgment the ungodly is trapped in the works of his own hands the wicked shall be turned to destruction and all the people that forget god for the poor shall not always be forgotten the patient abiding of the meek shall not perish forever up lord and let not man have the upper hand let the heathen be judged in thy sight put them in fear o lord that the heathen may know themselves to be but men glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen here begins the 24th chapter of the first book of Samuel. Now it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfolds by the road, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words, and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. David also arose afterwards went out of the cave and called out to Saul, saying, My lord the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face down to the earth and bowed down. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David seeks your harm? Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hand in the cave, and someone urged me to kill you. But my eye spared you, and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, yes, see the corner of your robe in my hand, for in that I cut off the corner of your robe, and did not kill you. No one see that there is neither evil or nor rebellion in my hand, and I have not sinned against you, yet you hunt my life to take it. Let the Lord judge between you and me, and let the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients says, wickedness proceeds from the wicked, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A flea? Therefore let the Lord be judge, and judge between you and me, and see and plead my case, and deliver me out of your hand. So it was, when David had finished speaking these words to Saul, that Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. Then he said to David, You are more righteous than I, 
for you have rewarded me with good, whereas I have rewarded you with evil. And you shall have shown this day how you have dealt well with me. For when the Lord delivered me into your hand, you did not kill me. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him get away safely? Therefore may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now I know indeed that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Therefore swear now to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants after me, and that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. So David swore to Saul, and Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. Here endeth the first lesson. Together Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th verse of the 18th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Then they also brought infants to him, that he might touch them. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit? inherit eternal life. So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing, Sell all that you have, and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? But he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed you. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come, everlasting life. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> o Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right. That we who cannot do anything that is good without thee, may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, 
but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lessons today have a certain <clears throat> consistency of theme about this, this idea of, of um, living innocently in relationship with God. And the psalm really brings out the sense of this. We've talked about how the psalms sort of um, give us the, the sort of prayerful background for, Dave, for David's situation. Now, David's running from Saul. He's maintaining his innocence, waiting for God to judge. And in the psalm, it says that in verse 4, you know, thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou art set in the throne that judges right. And the idea of the psalmist is waiting for God's judgment. Um, and, you know, down to 15, have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider the trouble which I suffer of them which hate me. And thou that liftest me up from the gates of death. So, again, the psalmist is looking for God to deliver him as he rests in God. And David illustrates this because David does not avenge himself in today's story. And today's story is an um, instance of a great test for David, not only because Saul has entered the cave where he is and it'd be easy to kill him, but also because all of his compatriots, hey, look what God, God has delivered him into your hand. And sometimes when we're tested in life to do you know, we're, we're called to faithfully endure. Sometimes people close to us encourage us to do the wrong thing, you know, to expedite things on, on God's behalf. And God's main, and David's maintaining his innocence and trusting that God's judgment will come in God's good time and not expediting it. And that's the, <clears throat> that's the perspective of God's chosen. And we should note again in the Psalms, when it's always talking about our enemies, one could again... Uh, see the psalm as kind of paranoid as he has enemies all over. But in the spiritual life, we, we understand the enemies of the soul, the, that which you renounced in baptism as the world, the flesh, and the devil, and particularly malevolent forces of evil, which are the, the sort of basis of the spiritual battle. We see that with Jesus in the wilderness, that... Um, as St. Paul says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So sometimes we feel besieged. And what we feel besieged by is not merely the details of the temporal situation. It's just the feeling of being overwhelmed and tired and wanting to take an easy way out. And so when we ask God to defeat our enemies, we really mean by the power of the Spirit within us to give us the grace to to withstand the spiritual forces that by ourselves we cannot resist, which is why prayer is so central to the Christian life, because in the spiritual disciplines that govern the Christian life, the, the pre, three principal ones, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, those match up with the enemies of the soul, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Fasting matches up with with um, the flesh. We discipline the appetites by learning to say no, almsgiving, learning to give away, helps us combat the world, which makes us acquisitive. We want things. So by learning to let go and live in an open hand, we learn to be free from that. But prayer particularly is the, the um, tool, the, the, the means of resisting demonic temptation, because only through that connection to God, which we have in Christ through prayer, can we resist this power, which by ourselves will overwhelm us. 
So only through prayer can really resist that. And that's sort of the, the perspective of the Psalms. We hold on to Christ in the midst of our struggles, endeavoring not to do the evil expedient thing, but to do the obedient faithful thing. <clears throat> we, we get from the Psalm today also that, um, this judgment isn't going to come necessarily right away. David's going to run from Saul for seven years. So when we're waiting for God to judge, it doesn't always happen. As Psalm 18 says, uh, the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient abiding the meek shall not perish forever. And then there's this prayer, up Lord, let not man have the upper hand. And the idea that we believe that God will judge. He shall come again with glory to judge. And those judgments even happen in the interim way. But we're going to wait for God to judge. We're not going to take it into our own hands. And as God protects us from from um, being overcome by the evil. And that relates to our New Testament lesson where Jesus talks about, let you become like little children. And people can misunderstand this as meaning, oh, we have to be innocent like children. Well, if you have children, you know they're not innocent, at least as soon as they get old enough to have a, you know, a say. Uh, but the, the characteristic of children is trust and dependence. They're utterly dependent on parents. And so we're to trust and depend and stay connected. And when we, we realize when we fall, we stumble, we come back in confession because this is where we are connected in trust and dependence. And the rich young ruler, the irony of that statement of, of the story is he asked what he could do to inherit the kingdom. And Jesus gave him as an answer the one thing he could not do. He could do a lot of moral things, but he couldn't give up his wealth. And this kind of is the irony. There's nothing we can do to enter the kingdom. It comes by grace. But it also makes the point that um, for the rich man, it was he couldn't let go of money. Uh, and to ask ourselves, what is it we can't let go of? If we're supposed to trust and depend like little children, sometimes we hold on to things. It might be holding on to our anger towards somebody. It might be holding on to some pattern of life that we won't let go of because this is how we fight the battle and uh, letting go this is the, the the progress in the spiritual life is always this surrender a letting go and it's scary because faith trust dependence works opposite of control and we try to seize it and grab it and we all do it we all have our different ways of controlling it whenever someone says oh she's such a controlling person or he controls things it's like well you know that because so do you, and you don't like the way that his control pushes on your control. And letting go, really trusting that God um, is in control is is how we grow, and, and we learn it over time slowly. I think we learn it mostly by learning that our attempts at control don't work out very well. I think they give the illusion of working in the short term, but as we move along in life, realize we're not really controlling anything, and we learn by grace to let go. And uh, we get to the point where, like the uh, blind man at the end of the story today, uh, we're, we're coming to actually in Luke's gospel where he just says, have mercy on me, where we just um, trust. And that's kind of what our life for prayer actually comes back to that place where we remember to let go. Because it's not just an, a one-time letting go, it's really we let go and then we go into the world and we 
we get triggered back into all kinds of, of, of our devices and desires. We have to come back to our prayer and learn to surrender again and let go and focus on what God is calling us to do in faith and obedience as we wait for him to come and, and act in our lives. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll finish with, uh, we'll continue with the uh, prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for the Holy Church Universal, that it may be so guided and governed by the good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under the sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning in prayer. Today is our day of prayer and fasting for mission. And uh, that to your participation. Have right. a blessed Wednesday. Thank you. So Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank Bye you. Kiddos. Thank you.